Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, Blessed Are Those Who Mourn, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on August 9th, 2020. Well, good morning, everyone. Let's see those smiling faces. Yay, it's Sunday. We should be excited, right? Enter his courts with praise. There we go. I know you're yelling at home. They're not yelling very well here, but that's okay. You'll make up the difference, okay? (laughs) Well, it's excited to see you this morning. If you would, grab your Bibles. We're going to continue in our series as we remind ourselves that we are blessed. Uh, As Jesus preaches this Sermon on the Mount, he shows us and teaches us that you and I, we can be happy. We can smile and we can be thankful and we can be grateful because we are truly blessed. We are truly blessed. Uh, We are blessed because we have a Savior that loves us. Uh, We have a a community, a a family of other believers that that love us or do their very best to love us. And so there's so much to be thankful for. Well, this morning, um, as we continue in the be happy attitudes, if you will, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 and we're going to look at verse 4. But if you will, also mark your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 11, because there's a very important story in chapter 11 and part of chapter 12 that I think is going to help us understand a little bit more about what Jesus is saying when he says in Matthew 5, verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. See, that's kind of a tricky thing for us to kind of understand, is that Jesus is telling us that that we'll be happy when we mourn because someone or something or somehow you and I will be comforted. And I think sometimes that dynamic doesn't always make sense to us. We don't always completely understand what he's saying there. So this morning, I want to just offer you something. I want you to start to think about something that's, that's very critical in our life. Something that's in front of every single person that has ever lived, every single person that will ever live. I want you to think about this as we read these passages. There you go. I got your attention, didn't I? See, I really want you to think. (laughs) Did you hear me? Um, I want you to think about death. And I know and I understand that that death is something that that we really just don't want to talk about. I know and I understand that, that death is scary. You know, how many here have experienced death? How many have died? Yeah, not, not a single one of us, right? But the fact of the matter is that, that one day, I am going to die. One day, you are going to die. The people around us are going to die. And it's a tough thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to to share. You know, we don't sit in a circle as we're having coffee together with other people and say, hey, let's talk about death. You know, I thought it would just be a fun conversation to have. You know, we don't typically do that. But it's interesting here in the Beatitudes that Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn. And he says that blessed are they because they will be comforted. He says some very specific things, and it's a little tricky for us to understand because, again, we fear death. Right now, especially in the time that we're living, our world fears death. It's right in front of us. It's it's being talked about so much that it's creating anxiety and fear in the lives of those that live in our world today. 
I don't know about you, but every now and then, I get a little anxious about death. And not in the sense of that it creates this, this fear dynamic, but in the sense of the understanding and not knowing of when and how I'm going to die. Because if we're honest with ourselves, none of us really want to die, do we? I know I don't. I don't want to die. But I will tell you in that same sentence that, that I'm not afraid to die. I just don't know how I'm going to die. And if I could have it my way, I would tell you exactly how I would choose to die. But I don't get it my way. <laughs> All I know is that I am going to die one day. And I have to kind of come to, to terms with that. I have to be willing to kind of have a conversation about that. Not only with, with you guys, but also with myself and also with God. With this understanding, the reality is that we are going to die. And Jesus kind of makes that very clear to us in this be happy attitude. Jesus deals with it in our passage in the Gospel of John, chapter 11. He deals with death. And as he gathers his disciples together, he tells them, you can be happy when you mourn. You can have a smile when you mourn. He's almost telling them that you can smile at death. I know that might be kind of a, an interesting statement to make, but I honestly believe that, that Jesus is kind of saying that here in this passage. And I think Jesus is going to explain it a little bit more to us as we look at the Gospel of John in chapter 11. And we see how Jesus kind of responds. But as we do that, I want us to start with the psalmist. Psalm chapter 23, verses 4 and 5. Because I think this is an important part to see a perspective from a human that understands death, that's dealing with death, and from our Messiah, our Savior. So in Psalm 23, verses 4 and 5, the psalmist says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. See, this is a picture of someone that, that understands that, that even though death is all around him, that God's protection is there. His rod and his staff is protecting him. And this is a picture of someone that understands what it means to be a shepherd. Someone that knows that, that when you shepherd the sheep, that you use a rod and a staff to guide them, to, to protect them, to corral them, to keep them so that they don't go astray and so that the wolves around them can't harm them. See, it says, yea, I walk through this valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. I shall not be afraid. See, he gives us this picture of what it looks like to smile at death. See, but he also understands who God is and the promise that God has made for him. He knows, even though death is right in front of him, death is inevitable he knows that he has a God that loves him and will care for him and protect him. And even so much so that he says he prepares me a table. He's invited me in to fellowship with him. He, he's invited me into this intimate relationship. Well, before we read our passage in the Gospel of John, as usual, I would love for us to pray over the words that we are about to hear and receive and ask God's blessing. Father God, we come before you and as we open up your word, we seek understanding and clarity, Father. We thank you that you've given us 
the Gospels. We thank you that, that you've given us your son Jesus to help us better understand really truly the life that you've created for us. Father, each and every person here has a purpose. Each and every person has been created so fearfully and wonderfully. Father, they were created by your hand and we live by your breath. So Father, this morning as we open up and have this tough discussion about death, Father, help us to have a clarity. Help us to think. Help us to know. And Father, most of all, help us to trust. To trust and to believe, knowing that you are faithful. And right now, you are preparing us a table. And you've invited us in. You've welcomed us. And you want us to be a part of everything that you're doing. Lord, we thank you for this. We look to you for this. And we trust you with this. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, I want to look at verses 17 through 27 together. He says, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. See, here in this moment, we see how Jesus responds to death. He loses a very close friend to him. And people all around him are watching him. They want to see what the Messiah will do. How he will respond. Because they know and understand that he's come to conquer death. But how will he respond when he's faced with death? Especially how will he respond when, when someone close to him. Someone that he loves passes away. What will he do? Well based on what we read here. I want to offer us a few things to think about. See, it's important that you and I, that we accept the reality of death. Look again at verses 20 through 22. It says, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. See, it's interesting to note that Martha had faith. Martha trusted in who Jesus was. There was this understanding, this reality of death. It was right in front of her, yet she still trusted Jesus. She believed that even though her brother was dead, even though Lazarus had died, that if it was God's will, that he could bring him back to life. See, there's an element of faith that you and I need to trust in and to look to her and see kind of like to gain an understanding that when we face the reality of death and we will face it, we have to put our faith in God, knowing that he holds our lives. She knows that, that he could have healed Lazarus and he could still do it if he wanted to. I wonder this morning, 
How many of us wake up in the morning and realize that maybe this could be our very last day? You know, very often, I don't get up thinking about this being my last day. I get up thinking about what I need to do, what I need to get done, where I want to go, what I want to see, what I want to do. See, the reality of death is right in front of us. You know, each day isn't promised. God never said, you know, I'm going to give you a million years here on this earth. God said to take every moment and cherish it. To live your life today for me. Not to worry about tomorrow. Not to worry about anything else that goes on in the world. But to focus in on my relationship with you. See, life is brief. It's short. In James, it tells us that that we are just a vapor. This life is just a vapor. And it's important for us to understand and talk about this. Even though it's hard. In Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it gives us the reality. He says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men. Did you catch that part? To all men because of all sin, because all have sinned. See, the reality is death spread to all mankind through one man. Because of our sinful nature, because of our brokenness, we will experience death. Our bodies will die. And there's no one that is exempt from this. See, this is the reality that you and I face. But the question that we should ask ourselves is, what will we do? Knowing this reality, what will we do? How will we live? How will we respond to death? I would say, have faith. Believe in God. Trust Him. Trust in the fact that He has promised us more. Put your faith in Jesus Christ because Jesus is our only hope. Did you know that? That Jesus is our only hope? Our hope doesn't lie in our homes and our things and even in our spouses, even in our children. Our hope only lies in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Savior. John 5, chapter, excuse me, chapter 5, verse 24 He says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has what? Eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So again, what is our response? Who do we put our hope in? Well, he says, whoever hears my word and believes in him, Jesus, will have eternal life. Well, this brings us to the next thing that I think we should think about and we should know. We should have an understanding and know that that death has been defeated. Isn't that a beautiful statement? I mean, think about that. Death has been defeated. Verse 24 through 26 in our passage. As Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection. See, Martha had an understanding that death was defeated. I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And then Jesus responds and says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm standing right in front of you. You know, I I believe that Jesus tells that to us every single day. That Jesus wants to remind us that he is the resurrection and the life every day. He says, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. See, Martha knew this. She understood it. You and I, we we know this and we may understand this. 
But we have to remind ourselves that, that death has been defeated. Jesus, he is the defeater of death. I want you to look at this. This is the cross. Do you know why this cross is so important to you and I? Do you think about how important this is to you and I in our faith? See, there's an understanding here that you and I have that because of this cross, there is life. See, people that don't know Jesus look at this cross and it's a symbol of death. It was used to kill people. Sinners, broken people, thieves, whoever they chose, they would hang them on a cross and they would kill them. To most, this is just a symbol of death. But to you and I, this should be a symbol of life. Life eternal. See, Jesus, he died on a cross. He shed his blood so that you and I could have this hope of eternal life. This cross is so important because it's the reason you and I can look death in the face and smile and be thankful. See, when we gather together and we have communion, we take the cup and we take the bread and it's a celebration. It's a joyful occasion. It's an understanding of the cross, that the blood was shed for my sins, that the body was broken for my sins, that you and I, we can look death in the face and we can be happy because it's been defeated, because Jesus conquered it on our behalf. See, it's an, a symbol of an eternal hope and an unending love. I want you to remember that, an unending love that God has for you and for me. See, because of the cross, because of the cross, you and I have hope. Because of what Jesus Christ did for us, you and I can be blessed. Even in the moments that we mourn, even in the moments that death is all around us, now, I want us to note something very important here as we talk about death, that, that mourning is an okay thing. Jesus acknowledges it in this one little simple verse. He says, blessed are those that mourn. He didn't say, hey, you guys that are mourning, don't do it. Stop it. He's saying, blessed are those that mourn. See, God has given us emotions. God has given us his characteristics to respond to those emotions. And to mourn is okay. I'll even give you the fact that the Bible teaches us that Jesus mourned. Would you believe that? I want you to look at with me in the Gospel of John here. Just go over to, to, to a little bit and into, it's, where is it right here? Chapter 11, verse 30. Well, let me, let's start with 34. He says, and he said, where have you laid him? They said to, to him, Lord, come and see. And then right here, this little verse 35, it says, Jesus wept. Now, now many scholars, many people have kind of struggled with that two-worded verse there. And they wonder, well, why does Jesus weep when Jesus prefaces all of this saying, I am the resurrection, I am the life. Why did Jesus weep? Well, I believe because it's what the Bible teaches us, what is consistent through the word of God is that we are to mourn when others mourn. We are to weep when others weep. And I think Jesus looked around him and he saw 
those that were weeping, those that were mourning, and he mourned with them. He hurt with them. He, he felt their pain. He felt their hurt. And so don't discount the dynamic of when we deal with death that we're going to naturally mourn. We're going to naturally experience emotions, and that's okay. And you know what? We're, we're going to naturally do that differently. You know, I've experienced death, people that are close to me, on many occasions. And each occasion, it's created different emotions inside of me. When my dad died, um, I experienced uh, one of the odd emotions that I thought was weird. Uh, I experienced jealousy. And I talk about it all the time just because it was such a weird emotion that, that I never thought anybody would experience or expect to experience when someone dies that they love. Like, why would you be jealous because your dad died? Well, because I was experiencing loss. Because there was a, a peace that was kind of there in a part of my life. And, and because of that, I mourned the loss of having a father figure, someone in my life. You know, there, there was a dynamic of me that, that was jealous when my mother-in-law passed away. There was a part of me that, that mourned in a way because I had only wished that, that she could be and, and be a part of my kids' lives. And she died when my, my little girl was just a baby. She was just born and thankfully she got to see her before, but she didn't get to experience all the wonderful moments in, in this life that we've had with our kids, that she could have had with her kids. And I think that's why we mourn, isn't it? It, it, we mourn because of the loss. We mourn because of the things that we're hopeful for. We're, we mourn because we've experienced something in this joy, in this life that God has created for us, and we are blessed by it, and we are thankful for it, and then we lose it, and we mourn, and that's okay. That's okay. But he wants to remind us, and he wants to help us to see in this be happy attitude, is that the mourning dynamic isn't the thing that's wrong. But he also wants us to understand that when we mourn, because we will, that we will be comforted. And I think in chapter 11, Jesus gets the heart of that comfort. I think Jesus is doing what he should be doing in reminding you and I that, that he comforts us, that he is the, the resurrection and the life. And it's through him that we'll experience this comfort. It's through him that we'll experience and understand that we can smile at death because we know that we have a Savior that loves us so much that he is willing to die on a cross. For what? For my sin. For my brokenness all the bad things that I've ever done in my life, all the bad things that I will ever do in my life. I don't know, but just thinking about that and talking about death, it's a tough thing, isn't it? It's not easy. But I think Jesus is trying to help us gain a greater understanding that eternal life is ours, that death is defeated. See, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, he says this. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Because in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? It makes me think about the thief on the cross when he says, today you will be in paradise with me. It's a reminder 
in those moments that we're facing death, that Jesus is always with us and, and his compassion and his love for us is beyond anything that you and I could even understand. He says, if it were not so, would I have told you these things? That I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, what? You will be also. Let's see those smiles. Isn't that beautiful? I don't know. I, I just think that's amazing. That, that brings joy to my heart. That gives me a greater understanding that I can talk about death. That I can face death. Because I have an eternal hope. So you and I, all we have to do is believe in God, believe in Jesus, and accept the fact that all of us one day will leave this world. Yeah, I don't want to go. I, I want to I grow old and watch my kids have kids and do all those fun things, take them, play with them. If you get to know with me, I, I like playing with little kids. You, the other day, you could have seen your pastor slip and sliding in the front yard. Yeah, I like to see, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't slip and slide. Should have shocked you guys in that moment. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I, I like to have fun. I like to enjoy the moments with, that I have. And I look forward to all the moments that God will give me. But I also understand that, that death is in front of me. That the reality is that I will die one day. That's no fun to talk about. But I have to face that reality. I have to come to terms with it. And I also have to understand that death is defeated. And he defeated it on my behalf. And for this very reason, you can smile at death. Look at verses 26 and 27. He says, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Did you catch that? Never die. Do you believe this? Jesus is asking us this morning, do you believe this? Do you believe it? Well, she responded. She said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the anointed one, the son of God who is coming into the world. I want to ask you this morning, do you believe this? Are you ready to be comforted? Remember, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be given comfort. And this comfort comes from a knowledge of eternal life in Christ. John chapter 11, verse 4, it says, when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Our bodies will break, our bodies will decay, they'll have problems, They'll hurt, will be in pain, but this illness does not lead to death. The things that we deal with, the mourning, the loss, it's all for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified, catch this part, through it. I know that might be hard to understand, especially when it's right in front of us, especially when we're, maybe we're dealing with our own health issues. Maybe we're going through some some health concerns. Maybe, maybe we're dealing with loss around us. You know, I know that there's a family member in our church right now that, that her mother is, is terminally ill and she's sick and she's dealing with death right now. And I, I'm not, and Jesus isn't being insensitive to that. But he also wants us to understand that these moments in this time, 
the way we live, the way we respond to death, we can bring glory to God. We can bring others to faith. Do you remember last week I said I was going to mention something about my uncle that I touched on in this week's message? This is the story. And this is the truth of the matter. My dad died suddenly. He was about 49 years old, had a massive heart attack. Died instantly. Well, pretty much instantly. He was on machines for about a week because they resuscitated his heart, but his brain was dead. There was nothing left. My dad was home with Jesus already. My dad died suddenly at a very young age and it shocked, it sent a ripple through my family. And I tell you, out of that death, I saw God be glorified. Because not too long after that, the uncle that I mentioned, my uncle Danny, gave his life completely to Jesus. And you know what happened with my uncle Danny? He died. He was only about 40 years old. Passed away. See, God will use these moments. God will use our circumstances. He will help us to glorify him. All we have to do is trust and believe. See, death is in front of us. It's a reality. It's just how we respond. And I think Jesus in chapter 11 has given us the right way to respond so that we can smile at death. I want to end with this quote and then a little bit more of Psalm 23. Pastor Adrian Rogers says, you are not ready to live until you are ready to die. And I believe that. I believe that's what the Bible teaches us. We are not ready to live until we are ready to die. Psalm 23 verse 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. For how long? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. As a kid would say, till infinity and beyond. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, we come before you. We thank you for the words of encouragement from your son, Jesus, our Savior. We thank you for the hope that you've given us in your your willingness, Father, to send your Son on our behalf to die for our sins. Father, thank you for helping us to understand that, that death, our bodies, it's inevitable. We're, we're going to die. But Father, we also understand that even though our bodies might fail us, you never will. And that you've promised us an eternal hope so that we can smile at death, that we, we can know that, that there's, there's something more than, than just this life. That you are the defeater of death, that you've conquered it through your son, Jesus Christ, that, that whoever might believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. So Father, this morning, I, I wanna pray for those that, that haven't been comforted yet. I want to pray for those that, that haven't put their faith in you, that haven't believed in you, Father. And I pray if they're watching right now, if they're listening right now, 
that, that they would hear your voice speaking to them and that they would come to you in faith, that they would believe and trust in you and that they would know that they have this eternal hope that you have promised them, that, that your son has gone away, that right now in this very moment is preparing a place for them. And it's all because you love us. It's all because you love us, Father. And so thank you for that. And for the rest of us that know this, but maybe don't completely understand it, maybe haven't completely trusted in it, that maybe haven't said the words like Martha says when she says, you know, I know he's gone, but I know that you can bring him back again. We don't have that kind of a faith. I pray that today would be the point in the moment that we turn to you, we bow to you, and we seek to have a faith just like that. To believe, to believe what you tell us, that you are the resurrection and the life that no one else comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And that we'll trust and know that our hope doesn't rest in this world, but our hope rests in the eternal place that you're creating for us. And Father, that we might just smile when death comes our way so that you might be glorified and that you might be honored and that others would see our lives, see us, see you through us and see us as people that walk in faith. So, Father, we come before you and you, we ask that you would help us to grow and mature towards this, that we would help us to, to understand this and to think about this so that others might receive the hope that we have. Lord, we thank you for this and we look to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.